to another episode of Let's Talk Deer, brought to you by Grandpa Ray Outdoors, owned by Mr. John O'Brien. John's a Midwestern guy. He's around the Minnesota, Wisconsin area. He's been an agronomist uh, for over 29 years. So he knows seed, he knows soil, and he knows what white-tailed deer need. John has a large seed company, Grandpa Ray Outdoors, but also he's in educating. He's one of the best educator seminar platform speaker uh, communicator for soil water and cover the soil brings the food the water hydrates and the cover keeps them safe so that's what whitetail needs so uh, any questions at all about seed go to grandparayoutdoors.com let's talk deer does receive compensation from grandpa ray outdoors for mentioning him on my show Good morning, folks. This is Bruce Hutch, host of Let's Talk Deer, and I'm with Kip Adams. He's the conservation director of QDMA. Kip, welcome to the show. we we'll just get um, a few minutes here to talk about the state of the whitetail in the United States. So take it away. Hey, good to see you, Bruce. So, uh, um, yeah, there's there's certainly some issues impacting deer, uh, disease, uh, and uh, some awfully severe winter weather in, in some places, but... Uh, but overall, uh, deer herds are doing pretty well. Now, uh, the ones in Mississippi that have dealt with all this flooding may disagree, but uh, across the country, uh, we have some really strong deer herds in many places. Uh, we have better age structure in deer herds than we probably have had in the past 100 years. Across much of the range, uh, hunters are continuing to kill older bucks. And in fact, we kill more bucks today that are three to five years old uh, than those that are just one and a half, which uh, is a monumental switch in uh, what we've seen in our deer hunting. So uh, um, certainly not without issues, but, but overall, there's some pretty strong deer herds and uh, deer herds feeding a, a lot of people today, uh, especially given what's going on with COVID. So uh, there's a lot of hunters who are glad they got venison in the freezer. And that's a that's a question I want to throw out and have us uh, visit for a couple of minutes here is because I was with uh, Christian Berg, um, the editor of Peterson Bohang Magazine, and he said this year we should see a huge spike in people hunting locally, maybe not hunting as many states, and then because of exactly what you said, you know, it's protein, it's it's food in the freezer. A lot of my friends eat elk and deer and antelope, um, as as you guys do. If you take a bear, if you take a deer, so um, saying that. How can people who are adult onset hunters benefit by com by being a member of QDMA? QDMA fights for all deer hunters' uh, rights and uh, and on their behalf. So uh, being a member supports an organization that ensures that uh, we're going to have white-tailed deer in the future and that hunters can go afield and, and hunt them. And then uh, obviously of all the educational efforts uh, we provide to people, uh, teach them how to be better hunters and teach them more about deer and how to enhance habitat for deer, but ultimately how to put more more venison in the freezer. So uh, that's a, that's very important right now. And I totally agree with Christian. Uh, I think we're gonna see, uh, you know, increased harvest rates uh, this fall. Um, we've seen it already this spring with turkey harvest. And uh, a couple of states, uh, Georgia in particular, have seen dramatically increased uh, gobbler harvest rates this spring. And I expect we're gonna see similar things with, with whitetails uh, soon as seasons come around uh, late summer. Now you have a deer steward uh, one course. Um, do you recommend an adult onset hunter taking that? 
Absolutely. And, uh, you know, that's designed to p- teach people about deer. And, uh, you know, we are huge fans. Uh, our Field to Fork program is an adult onset hunter program where, you know, we teach people how to hunt, uh, match them up with a mentor so they can go and, you know, procure some of their own venison. So uh, we are huge fans of uh, the Field to Fork movement and that adult onset hunting movement. Now, one thing that I always enjoy is your annual uh, whitetail report. How can a person get that? Uh, we provide those right online. It's a free download from our website. Uh, they can go to QDMA.com, search for our annual report. We call it our whitetail reports. Uh, they go all the way back, uh, you know, more than a decade now. Um, every single one of them is a free download on our website. They can purchase a hard copy if they want, but uh, they can get all the, the data for free. And now uh, there's also an online index there. You know, they can search uh, by topic because, uh, as you know, we have done that for so long. And there's so many topics. Uh, we can't remember every chapter that's in every book, but uh, we make it easy for people to search through if they're looking for a certain topic, whether it's, you know, deer harvest or buck harvest or where crossbows can be used or whatever it is. Uh, they can search that index and uh, get anything they want free online. Now, you've been with QDN a long time. What do you think the major benefit is for membership in QDMA for any hunter? I think it's uh, access to all of the information that we provide for free to teach them about how, how deer see, how deer hear, how deer navigate the landscape. So then it helps them, uh, you know, put themselves in better positions to harvest deer each fall. Um, it gives them information on, on all of the advocacy efforts that we do or fighting on their behalf and how, you know, we make sure that uh, they can take that bow or, or that firearm afield and uh, make sure that we have huntable populations of deer. So uh, lot, lots of benefits of being a member, and uh, that's why, you know, uh, membership is strong and, uh, and growing. One thing I've, I had recently had um, a gentleman from the Natural Resource Board of Wisconsin on, and he shared some information about crossbow hunting and how it's taking um, – some bucks out of the firearm season and so we had a discussion on that um what's your thought about method of take this is bruce hutchin with a special message about my relationship with burner.com burner hd is a non-lethal pistol that's available now on the web at burner.com if you go to the web and use my promo code ltd2020 you're going to get a 10 percent discount on all burner product so again let's talk to here has a discount promo code ltd 2020 for all burner product go check them out they're great i am a huge huge archery fan and uh, i love to pick up my rifle but uh, i spent a lot more days of field uh, with my bow with my vertical bow um i take my personal take and qdma's take is hey we want hunters to be good stewards of the resources and shoot the right number of deer each year in both the right numbers of bucks and does so it's less of a deal to us whether they shoot those with, you know, a crossbow or a vertical bow or a rifle or shotgun. So uh, I've seen the data. Um, there's a lot of states, about three quarters of the states out there now allow the vast majority of, of deer hunters to use uh, crossbows during the archery season. And uh, what we've seen is that there's not a single state where crossbows have caused a big population decline. Um, in most places, or what's happening is hunters are killing about the same number of deer with of those using crossbows, though, they often are killing them a little sooner in the year. So uh, we're, we're losing hunters. You know, we need hunters today more than ever before to continue to fund our, our wildlife management programs and, and harvest deer. So uh, for my take and our take is, hey, if a hunter is going to shoot that buck, 
It doesn't make any difference if he shoots it in September or October than if he shoots it in November or December, as long as the overall buck harvest isn't dramatically reduced prior to the rut. So uh, I know folks who, who don't bow hunt, don't like bow hunters shooting deer, you know, before they get a chance with a rifle. And uh, um, I totally understand it. I get it. But uh, overall, it's much more about shooting the right number of deer each year and, uh, and less about uh, the exact timing of when those deer are being taken. One thing, and most states I do have, um, like Arizona, I have a, a permanent um, crossbow permit because of disability. Now, I think it'd be people, people that are older, people with disabilities, young people, or even adult onset hunters, because I was talking uh, with a gentleman, and I said, uh, Dan Smith, in fact, from Deer and Deer Hunting, you know, we both could take one person, get them to the range, with a crossbow, and by the time we finished that session, we could have them consistently confident that they could tip on the 10 ring at, let's just say, 30 yards. Now, to do that with a vertical bow might be a little more challenging because you get a practice, you get your muscle memory. Because let's face it, a crossbow is, you know, a vertical bow that's turned horizontal and it's on a rail. And you know, we could talk all day long about the sights and all that, but so many, you get a massive um, jersey on there. I mean, the the advances in 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 archery is, are just unbelievable. The technical aspect of it. Yeah, there's no doubt, and actually, and data does show this that uh, you know the crossbow hunters are definitely more successful than vertical bow hunters. No doubt at all. Yes, we can. We make people really uh, accurate very quickly. So, uh, yeah, there, there's no argument there. But I think when we're thinking of the three R's, recruitment, retention, and reactivation, what a wonderful tool to have to get people who say, I don't have the time, you know, and I want to hunt, and I don't have a rifle. You can get a crossbow in their hands, and they can be proficient, and they can go out their first year and, and to have an opportunity to harvest. That's right. And uh, there's, there's, there certainly opens the door up for more people to participate. Uh, my daughter's a perfect example. Uh, my daughter's 13. Uh, she has shot her vertical bow in the backyard with me for years. And actually she shot her first deer with a vertical bow this past fall. And, uh, you know, a huge celebration on our part. Well, uh, prior to that, you know, she has spent the past, prior three to four years archery hunting with me with her crossbow, you know, as a, as a nine-year-old and 10 and moving up. And I think, man, you know, I can't imagine not having all those days the field we had simply because she wasn't strong enough. She didn't pull enough weight to use a vertical bow, you know, until this past year. So uh, she likes shooting vertical, but uh, just didn't meet the legal limit to pull that until this past year. So uh, I would, I'm so thankful for those opportunities we had when she was younger to use a crossbow. You know, we spent a lot of awfully fun days hunting, you know, with me carrying a crossbow for her. So uh, um, I, I sure would have hated to have missed those if, if that would not have been legal. I think, you know, my bottom line personally is that if we can increase hunting man hours, across the board, across every state, where people can get out and enjoy one nature, learn about deer, take part in the harvest, bring home the deer, and like you said, field to plate, um, 
that's what it's all about. And all this other, I guess, clutter is some bias, some special interest, or whatever you want to say. I, I really can't wrap my arms around it because I follow right with you are that get in the field, harvest your deer, enjoy your kids, enjoy the experience, enjoy your friends, and be a hunter. Final thoughts? I agree. I have some good friends who are diehard traditional bow hunters, so uh, so I, I totally get it, and I understand why some people uh, you know dislike crossbows. I have buddies that dislike vertical bows, so uh, um, I, I, I totally understand it, and I don't think everybody shares my opinion. I realize that, but uh, um, man, I, I'm sure appreciative of the opportunities we have now to introduce not just young but adult hunters as well. You know, to be able to take advantage of some of the earlier seasons when the weather is nicer uh, to expose them. So uh, I'm sure glad that we have that opportunity in Pennsylvania and in many other states. And uh, um, not discounting anybody who who prefers a traditional bow. You know, uh, God bless you. You know, uh, I, I shot one for years. I know how hard that is. But uh, I'm, I'm sure glad that a bunch of us have the opportunity today to uh, to be able to mentor new hunters who can use a crossbow. And with that, we'll end the segment of Let's Talk Deer with Mr. Kip Adam, Director of Conservation for QGMA. Thanks, Kip. Absolutely, Bruce. Good to see you, and uh, good to talk to you.